So, uh, how about this? So, how about this? Rafiq. That. I hate everything that we use, that we were told was going to make our lives easier, and has made things infinitely more difficult. I, I understand what you're talking about. There's a lot of that nonsense of, like, this is supposed to be for expedience. Yeah. And yet, like, every step you take takes you two and a half steps forward and, like, one and a half back. It's fucking exhausting. I, you know, I'm sure I've said this on this podcast before, but, like, if you want to play a record, simplest thing in the world. You hit a button, drop a needle, instant music. It's fucking magic. How many times have you been screaming at your digital thing? Please play the fucking song. For God's sake, please play the song. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I don't fuck around with a lot of that stuff too much anymore, honestly. Uh, Alright, so we're recording, finally. And I'm still hearing myself like four times in my headphones. I don't know if it's that way for you right now. It's kind of. No, you, you sound good to me. When who are you, sir? Hey, my name's Donnie. Donnie who? Donnie Stopa. Donnie.com and its affiliates. <laughs> yeah, you just go. We got a lot of affiliates. <laughs> I don't know what an affiliate is. So I, I have no have clue. Well, well, I just heard have, about it. We, we have plenty of associates. Not, no affiliates, though. No, nobody wants to be affiliated with me. Mm, I know the feeling. Except for you guys, I guess. Yeah, we fucking love you. That's the reason why we brought you back on. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey. I'm feeling a lot of love here. That's cool. That's good. I'm glad we were able to get together in some form because the air is still poison outside. Yes. I heard about that. <laughs> it's a new story. I don't know if you've been paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're really, really plugged in, you may not know about it. Well, I, I'm, I'm on this Reddit thread. They mentioned it. <laughs> That's where I get all my information. I, I like the idea of that being like the bare minimum of where you would get your information from. It's like, oh, it's reported by the Wall Street Journal. Ah, fuck that. Was it on Reddit? <laughs> no, somebody sent me a Snapchat. That's what happened. Uh, that makes sense. The highest journalistic integrity. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, new with you, Donnie? We actually have the ability to release this soon. So if you say oh, something sweet. that's happening in your life soon, it'll be relevant. <laughs> well, the, the cool thing is the last time it took uh, six months or whatever. And <laughs> that's <laughs> precisely. <laughs> but that's precisely how long it took for my Amazon special to you know, go live. So that was cool. And then um, now I just got back from Utah. I was doing, uh, I, I recorded for Dry Bar Comedy. We did two shows, and it was weird. Dry but, like, recording or, what, like, just going to Utah? Well, all of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went, um, so Utah in general is pretty wide open as far as, you know, having events, except for Salt Lake City and Provo, which happened to be the two places I, uh, you know, had to be. So I was in Provo where they have a theater where they do all the recording for the, you know, the dry bar specials and they are limited to 50 people. They're limited to 50 people instead of 400 like they usually have. So, yeah. And, and I was there for the second weekend back since they were shut down. So. Yeah, it was kind of weird because all the tables were so extremely spread out and um, and then ever and then there were people wearing masks and, you know, it was it was just interesting, man. So, I mean, it was still it was still super awesome. Everybody at Dry Bar was cool. And, you know, they they said they liked it. They're going to make a special. But, um, you know, and, and I had fun, but it was just kind of strange to try to, like, make eye contact with everybody and not break my neck, you know, in, in the process. Because, so like yeah, on a just very spread out, like on a technical level, did you feel like like the mass fucked with the the laughter at all, or like how the audience was responding? 
You know, I think there's something, yeah, I think there's something subconscious about wearing the mask that will kind of make you a little bit tighter. Um, but, you know, the but it wasn't everybody. It was only certain people that were wearing masks. And then the other ones, you know, were really, you know, very into it, you know, you know, clapping and laughing and having fun. But it did seem that the people with the masks were feeling a little bit less comfortable. So I will say that. Do you? And obviously, I couldn't read them either because I I did a lot of crowd work, and you know when you have it, yeah. it wasn't necessarily a crowd as much as it was, as it was a bunch of individuals, um, which still worked. I mean, you know, the shtick still works, but it's just uh, it was just a little different. That's all. I was so, about to ask. Yeah, did but the... they said you know they said they got everything they need uh, on their end. So between the two tapings, so I'm uh, yeah I'm excited to see how that that all comes together. I was about to ask did. Did the connection with the audience feel different? Weird? Like, did it? It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you're already saying it. Because, you know, here in Florida, it's it's been open. It, it's been open for a while, uh, mostly or at least 50 percent. And like I've been down in Fort Myers preparing for this dry bar thing. I did a, a couple feature weekends at Laugh-In. And when I was down there, I mean, you know, there were no masks. Everybody was really into it. And, you know. And the, yeah. the crowd was just like, you know, really yeah. a lot easier to, to work with, I guess. You have to remember that, like, as a state, Florida just don't give a fuck. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, about we're just like, anything. Oh, we got no We'll say 50%, yet, but it's kind of like a suggestion or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like every law in Florida. Like, when they write the law <laughs> on the books, they're like, this is the recommended number of times you can commit murder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but it was it was still cool, though, like, you know, um, you know, very I mean, everybody was really, really well, it was weird because all the staff at Drybar, they they were a lot younger than I expected. You know, I just, you know, just like they they looked like kids, you know, I mean, they're in college or or whatever. Um, Some of them and actually a couple of them were in high school that that were just like, yeah, that were running this thing. And I was like, wow, that's that's (laughs) impressive. Yeah. but they have, they have quite the operation there, man. It's really, it's pretty sweet. That sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. especially in an era where like comedy feels like it's dying out. Like it sounds like such a hacky thing to say because people have always said that about like entertainment. They're like, ah, oh, rock it's, is it's dead, dying. bro. Right. Yeah. But like, especially now with like Dangerfield's closing, even though it wasn't a major club anymore, it was still a, thing in which like it's iconic an institution yeah it's an institution that's just gone yeah for sure man i I mean it's 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 weird man it's uh, just regionally it just depends on where you are um but i know there are people also opening comedy clubs now so you know while those are you know some of them are going away i think i think comedy as a whole is just i guess having to adjust and, and adapt instead of just uh, continuing the same thing they were doing. So, do you think you? Can I don't know, do man. Something... I'm, I'm interested. Go ahead. No, I'm just interested to see you know what happens after. Hopefully, we uh, stop having a virus. Do you see yourself ever doing anything like one of those drive-in shows? That seems. Oh, I can't imagine no, doing man. comedy where I'm a I'm assuming that the guy in the car is laughing even though I can't see her dude I'm telling you man I I've I've seen you know I've seen a lot of my friends you know try creative ways to keep doing stand up and I am not really interested frankly I'm just not I'm you know the zoom shows have no appeal to me i tried one just because you know i was open-minded you know let's give it a go somebody and it was a friend who asked me to do it and i did it and it was the worst and then <laughs> it was it was just very awkward and you know you can't yeah you can't hear laughing and everybody has anybody who's in the and i'm using air quotes audience <laughs> is uh you know they're all muted because they're they're used to their i guess their day job <laughs> so they have to like Unmute, laugh, and then mute it again. <laughs> right, right. And then the blue so, square keeps bouncing around. Right, and you never know who's laughing or whatever, you know. And then you just see the one guy who's just like, you know, yelling at his kids, and you don't even actually see any, <laughs> any laughter. So, uh, you know, again, it's it's been interesting. And then you got the so yeah, you're the trying to do in. comedy, and you're watching domestic abuse happen. 
Yeah, a little bit of that. A little, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw that in the mix, you know, see see, uh, see how focused I can be you know, <laughs> on my craft instead of <laughs> calling the authorities. Uh, but, yeah, so it's, you know, it's been strange. And then also, yeah, with the drive-in stuff, I see a lot of people doing that. And uh, I just had a, a friend of mine shoot a special outdoors. And I got to say, historically for me, most of my outdoor comedy experiences have been uh not ideal so you know i try to i try to eliminate those variables that are gonna cause me to you know look worse (laughs) than i I am if possible um and i think how much of that how much of that do you think is just the nature of comedy versus donnie's comedy no no i I don't think it's really well okay um i think there are certain things about my act that you know where you would want to have more control over those variables because I like don't you just need to do be some... in person, right? And and because I don't do usually. I mean, I can, but I don't prefer to do just jokes, just straight jokes. Um, I prefer to you know have my 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 jokes are, are written to cater to doing crowd work or at least at least connecting with the crowd and and getting them involved in the joke, even if it's not necessarily crowd work, but it, per se. Um, that's just what's the most fun for me and just the, my personality, I guess. So, yeah, that's tough to do if a guy's in a car. Hey, you in the Subaru? What's <laughs> up, man? <laughs> you got your car has how, a crazy you haircut. Yeah, yeah. What kind of gas mileage are you dealing with there? Like, <laughs> no, no, golf no, clubs not... in the back. Oh yeah, tell me about it. No, not the not the black Subaru, the uh, off black Subaru. Right. Yeah, the the navy. It's the navy one. But no, and then and then yeah. Um, but I think in general, no, in general, because if you think about the comedy club, you know, dynamic, you have you know, it's 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 low lit in the house, and then obviously you have the spotlight on the stage, and you know everybody's focused on the stage, and then there's you know if there's laughter, you're kind of close to each other, and you. You know, it, it reverberates off the ceiling, that which is de- generally a lower ceiling. And, you know, so that's going to create more of an environment for laughter. So I think in general, yes, it, it, it hinders comedy. And then again, for, for my act uh, specifically, I it's just kind of a nightmare to be like, all right, Zoom number four. Hey, bud, uh, what's, <laughs> what are you wearing there? You, suburban outfitters? What are you, what are you doing? Oh, you know, dude, and- I, I bet you somebody has done like four zoom open mics simultaneously. <laughs> and now they're a like, comic on their Facebook. <laughs> yeah. But I mean like four separate, uh, uh zoom mics at the same time. So oh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing this show for all these people. And meanwhile, there's like a separate room with like another yeah, yeah. 50 people. What's up zoom. Chicago and New York. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting too. Cause on the uh, I'll see these flyers for shows and I'm like, oh, these this guy's doing a show. And I'm like, nope, it's all it's in the corner. It says Zoom. And I'm like, OK, that's not a, I, I don't consider yeah. that a show personally because it's it's just not I don't know. It just doesn't feel like comedy or it doesn't feel yeah. like live stand up. Obviously, it's something, but it's I wouldn't call it live stand up comedy. I mean, no. I definitely I had obviously prepared jokes, prepared material, stuff I've written, but my style was always really conversational and I was always kind of feeding on the energy in the room. Like anytime I was eating shit, that just became the joke. Now we're all watching me eat shit. But if I can't even see or hear you laughing in the car way over there and maybe I'm eating shit, I don't know. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And that's, and that's the thing is it's always a conversation, whether you do just jokes or you do crowd work or you do, uh, pantomime i don't know you got a ventriloquist act it's either way you're (laughs) gonna be yeah feeding off of the the energy of the crowd it's like you deliver something and they have a chance to respond and if you can't if there's a disconnect there then that makes things uh again very different and for me personally undesirable i don't really have much of a desire to to do that because i i guess i need validation in my life <laughs> yeah you didn't get into comedy because you don't need people to look at you <laughs> yeah yeah i've been do- doing a lot of counseling and uh <laughs> haven't been, we all we've been we've been doing some introspection you know, yeah yeah and, yeah. Uh, yeah do you so. do, does your guy make or gal 
make you get into your feelings. That's what my guy does. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and and I, I like it when they're like, "What was that breath? What was that? What was that?" What yes, was that that's exactly what, that? what my guy does. <laughs> how does that? How I does saw. That I saw sign? you move. What is that? <laughs> that's coming that up for you. you. That's what my guy says. What's coming up for yeah. you when you say that? Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I I actually I, I had this one recently. I got this is so funny. Um, so weird. Uh, I had this lady. She's like, "Hey, I want you to, you know." close your eyes and picture yourself as a 10 year old little Donnie. And I did. <laughs> and then she's like, and then she literally gets up out of her chair, goes in the next chair and says, now, would you like to invite little Donnie into the room? Oh dear God. And I was like, Oh man. And I thought of so many like jokes. I'm actually trying to make <laughs> it a bit now where I'm like, I'm like, okay, like actually maybe we just leave him outside. Cause he's kind of used to being a loner and you know, you know what? <laughs> We could just send him to Circle K to get some smokes. That's more in his wheelhouse, you know. <laughs> like, you know, just something like that. But yeah, that I, I'm like working on that bit right now. And um, but yeah, counseling is so funny. But when you actually participate and you, you know, you really, you know, look inside or find those feelings. And and again, they're gonna be like, oh, what was that? And you're like, I don't know. I just was breathing. But you know, sometimes that you will tap into something, and then like at the end of the thing, I'm bawling. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, hugging I, the pillow. I, I, I can I, tell you right now, the second they go, "Where's little Alan?" I'm gonna fucking ball. I don't. They don't even exactly, need to go further. Right? Oh, I need love for poor little Alan. Yeah, I, I'm like, I oh, little Donnie. Yeah, he hasn't bathed in a while. Maybe we just. <laughs> yeah, he smells. I definitely, bad. I definitely know if they go, "Hey, do you want to invite ten year old Rafiq into the room?" I go like, "Nah, he was kind of a loser." Like that's. <laughs> yeah, that guy sucks. I've been beating <laughs> that kid for. <laughs> 20 years it's like i'm better now than i was at 10 like so i'm good like, that's <laughs> i know but you he didn't have a job buddy. he was a piece of shit you want to heal those traumas buddy see a lot of people say like oh like my life as a child was so full of trauma it's such a tragedy and like some people have like legit reasons to feel that way they're like oh my of mom course. was shot in front of me and then there are other people who are like I couldn't buy enough cookies at the Girl Scout meeting. That's how I knew my dad never loved me. And it's like, I don't know if that's trauma, dude. Like, Yeah, I don't know who you're hanging out with, man. I got some messed up friends. <laughs> Where are the, who, who are these cookie people, dude? Like, <laughs> well, you, you I mean, have to remember, I, I, I went to a private school as a kid. So, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's a whole different set of traumas. <laughs> right. There's don't even pretend oh, that's that you true. Didn't have trauma that's just right. because you were raised as a rich kid. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The rich kid problems they're they're different, but they're traumatic nonetheless. Dude, you know what rich kid problems are? It's they're all fucking bullshit. Like people again. I, I'm a big believer in mental health and getting help for people, especially for sure. you know being conscious of it. But like. I remember there was a girl in our class uh, whose name was Kinsley. I forget what her last name. It may have been Soft. But like... Her... Thanks for, now I have to add farts to this episode. Who cares? The person's no, name. Fuck her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, and her, her thing was she brought an emu to school for show and tell. Cool. All right. And so the handler was like, you kids wanted to see it run. And we're all in like kindergarten or like first grade. And we're like, hell yeah, we want to see it run. So he lets this thing run down the track. Right. And then we're kids. So we start chasing after it. So it freaks out and runs the fuck away. Oh, that's great. Then the eighth graders see us chasing this giant bird and they come out of their class and start chasing it. (laughs) And before you knew it, like half the school is chasing this thing up and down a football field. And she's crying her eyes out because like we're being so mean to her bird. And it's like, we canceled school and got a half day because you brought a giant emu to school. Like, you're in therapy crying about this at like 45 or whatever You're now, making like, a lot of assumptions that she's in therapy now crying over the emu incident. I'm just saying, when people go as like trauma as a kid and they go, oh, that was traumatic for you? I go, I don't think so. Like Nobody's talking about that. Yeah, Dude, no, no. Here's what the thing. We were talking though. about here's... before we hit record. We were talking about how I spent my whole life no one feeling like no one heard me. And now you see the damaged man before you. 
who has not felt heard his whole life. That's called childhood trauma. <laughs> right, but here's here's where the emu could be traumatic because, okay, now somebody's terrorizing your your emu, but. The emu doesn't beat you when you get home from school, you know? <laughs> it might though. So, like I feel like, you know, that that could be like your your only friend and and so you know it's all about perspective. That's all that's what we're That to that say. is very true. Yes. It, 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 <laughs> like, people people care way more people care, care way more about animals than they do about other people. I'll I'll tell you that. I'm, I'm just saying I, I'm I'm just saying like this girl and li- like we're still Facebook friends so like when I see her posts on Facebook and people talk about like oh you know childhood traumas things that you know fuck adults up eventually right there's never been a post where I've seen her like cuddling an animal being like oh that's because we chased an emu around school for half yeah, a day I don't day. think you know what the word trauma means Rafiq I think that's really the conclusion <laughs> I've drawn from this conversation. <laughs> Oh, fuck off. <laughs> That's awesome. So I saw this video on the internet. There's this kid on a bike, and he's going down a hill, and he's screaming, and like inches behind his head is like a crow trying to dive bomb him. And he's screaming oh. the whole way down the hill. It's the funniest video I've ever seen. And incidentally, when I was a kid, there was a crow that lived in a tree right by my house that would attack me every time I tried to come home <laughs> from school. <laughs> so when I saw that video, I was like, I feel you, kid. I know what you're going through. Did, did you guys ever see that video of the guy who taught a bunch of ravens to just say the word run? Run? Oh, yeah. that's awful. You guys got to send me some links, man. I'm not on the same <laughs> websites you're on, dude. I need to get on Dude, it, it, if I can find it again, I'll definitely send it to you. I saw it on Instagram, but the whole idea was like, apparently this dude just taught a murder of ravens to say the word run. That's hilarious. So like, he's recording from his window, dude. and you see this jogger going past, and the ravens just start going, run. <laughs> run. <laughs> like, run. Ah, that's hilarious. Now- I have to admit that if I were going to invest the time and energy to do that, they would have to all be saying Satan. <laughs> because nothing scarier yeah, or, than or birds like saying rum. Satan at you. Right, red yeah. I, I, I've always liked the idea of like weird existential kind of humor or, like, or terror as like far as animals are concerned. Like imagine if you're like jogging past a pet store and you see a parrot and the parrot just turns to you and goes like, your God can't save you here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the mighty Cthulhu is coming. Man, their sales are going to go down, bro. I don't know. I don't think people go in there. I don't care about that. I would that. definitely buy that parrot once I knew it wasn't possessed by Satan. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's this what parrot has the answers. I have to buy this thing and keep it in my home. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, what if that That'll was the thing confidence. right what if that was the thing if the whole idea was you taught it to say that and then it always ended every sentence with unless you buy me and take me up <laughs> uh, yes oh that's a pitch i can get behind there i like it oh oh speaking of animals so did you guys see that video of the guy being chased by a mountain lion for like six minutes no but that sounds awesome yeah, I'd like to see that as well. Why? How, how do you? You guys have time to watch videos? What do you, <laughs> I mean, what, what else are we well, doing right now, Donnie? I know yeah. that's I got, true. That's true. I was gonna. We don't all have Amazon specials. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I got. I've, I got like, a promo, dude. I got to get on YouTube, man. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I'll admit though, I'm kind of in the same wheelhouse as Donnie right now. I'm not doing anything like that on that level, but like. Uh, I'm trying to shake the rust off because I finally got booked for feature sets again. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, it's like, oh, cool. Like all this free time I had is now going away to something I love, which is great. But also it's like, oh, I miss just being able to come home and know that like, I'm not responsible for anybody or anything because everything is shut down right yeah, now. Yeah, totally. There is definitely some, uh, for an introvert like me, there's definitely some peace in knowing that like I'm up and I'm home and my heart's beating and well, I've done all I need to do today. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well also, so I'm the extreme opposite. I'm, I'm very extremely extroverted and 
So for me, uh, it's also been helpful just to have more time alone and just kind of, yeah, reflecting on life and existential issues. But, uh, you know, being able to, yeah, have that time and have a little bit of quiet is, uh, I think, very valuable. So, yeah, man, as much as I'm not an introvert at all by anybody's description of me, I would say, yeah, man, it's been it's been kind of helpful to just slow down a bit. And, you know, so it kind of recharges me as well. I I tend to flip in between the two because there are moments where like I'm like, yeah, I want to go out. I want to see people. I want to do a thing, you know, like let's do what a thing, whatever the fuck it is, but let's do it. And then there are moments where I go, hey, I just need nothing. I need silence. I need no one talking at me, looking at me. I just need a moment so I can be depressed alone in my apartment. <laughs> I like how you penciled in depression in your <laughs> schedule. Yeah, like, yeah. You gotta uh, put it I think there. I'm just going to be depressed on Thursday <laughs> this week. <laughs> I mean, that's we call it lunch for most people. I, I yeah. will have to admit, COVID has validated me in so many <laughs> fucked up ways like i've always yeah. been a little bit ocd i've always had to keep an eye on how many times i wash my hands shit like that i've always had that little nugget in the back of my mind every time i opened a you know a public door like always and so now i'm like looking at the rest of the world going yeah you've been yeah, preparing yeah, for yeah, this I was right. whole life i was right fuck you fuck you and fuck you <laughs> well you're right right now until we get a vaccine but then yeah maybe <laughs> calm down <laughs> that that was actually one thing that I did notice at the start of all this is like I saw so many people freaking the fuck out on Facebook and it's like oh you guys have never been alone with yourself before have you oh yeah oh like, yeah right exactly oh man a lot of people are having to face a lot of real truths and uh having premature midlife crisises yeah well, I think that again that's another place where I feel a little validated because I've got I've, I've certainly got some head monkeys in there banging on their cages. And, you know, one of them is a little bit OCD. One of them is a little bit agoraphobia. So, like, when I I have to stay at home and be clean, I'm like, I'm a winner. I'm doing yeah, dude, this right. Your natural selection, you are on top, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. I win. In that scenario, yeah. That's awesome. I don't know. No, I... I, I there's always a thing where I love to hang out with people and be around people and participate in things, you know, like I've been trying to do that whole like comic brunch thing because there's nothing greater than just getting comics together and just sit down and be like, what do you think about whatever? That's literally the name of this fucking podcast. I love podcast, it. I love it. They have an opinion on it no matter what it is. Right. Of course. Comedians are the only people where you can go like, oh, man, how do you feel about the Martian invasion? And comics will be like, well, I'll tell you why Obama is at fault. And you're like, not even connected, but let's see where this crazy trade goes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've been reading my blog. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. No, I love getting together with comics, either talking shop. I mean, talking about comedy is like. there's nothing better but yeah just hanging out and talking about whatever with comics and you know people and Rafiq you've known me for a while but you know people when they first meet me they're like I don't think this is a real guy like this guy (laughs) there's no way this guy's a real guy and uh but I just genuinely get so charged up being around people and so excited uh that I just can't help but like you know hug everybody and just be friends I, I I remember the last time we went out drinking together we had that conversation where, like, you were complaining to me that, like, people felt like you were always on. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> exactly. And that that was the thing that really struck me is because, like, there's always been a moment with you where I was like, oh, like, he just genuinely likes people. But the moment you yeah. phrase it as, like, people always feel like I'm on, it kind of clicked in my head of, like, oh, that's got to be awful. Yeah. To be like, right. no, yeah, because like, I don't like it when other people are on, but they're just like trying to force, you know, funny things to happen or trying to, you know, run material by you when they're just, you know, in, in, instead of just having a real conversation. But I'm just genuinely like 
elated to be around people and like to have the idea that you know maybe i have friends that's so exciting <laughs> see that's childhood drama that's Hello, an example we of found it. drama we found it so there it is if only we could we find all got my there emo together. Oh. it didn't I- take long for three comics to identify <laughs> someone's childhood drama so, spe- <laughs> speaking of which Get to switch gears a little bit. You already know where this is going with oh, the what's making you miserable this week. Okay, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. I saw Burt Kreishner's The Cabin. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Have you guys seen it? I haven't it? seen it. No, not yet. Here's the thing about The Cabin, right? <clears throat> there is a distinct portion of me that goes, I respect what he did there because he caught Netflix into paying for his vacation. Yeah. And that he filled it. <clears throat> And it was not great. It was fucking, it's pandering bullshit for the majority of it. Especially when, like, there's dudes like Big J on the show, and you can see how tame Big J is being in that situation. And it's like, dude, I I get the con, but, like, there's so much more this could have been. And just felt like he took, like, the easy, like, cheap way out. Like, there were a couple of chuckle moments here or there, but there was nothing there where I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Well, how that's... is the show structured? I mean, is it in any kind of interview format, or is it just dudes hanging out in a cab? It's con- So it's structured kind of like an interview format, because there are moments where, like... It, it, Wait, there's is it a, a lot documentary? Of Wait, what is it? So the the idea is Burt Kreishner... Like, at dudes, least the I'm, way- I'm already Burt in. <laughs> right. The, the way he framed it was, like, he and his wife are complaining that he's always working. So wow. he decided to, I guess, convince Netflix to give him this cabin in the woods. And he was going to do a bunch of self-care, like, insane white people nonsense. And then he was going to get filmed doing this. And then he was going to invite celebrities and comedians on to be with him. And they were going to, like talk while they were doing it and every episode that's a good premise of, right it's a good premise but when you see the execution of it there's a there are moments where like it genuinely feels like they're heading towards something real and then he immediately swerves left into this like kind of pandering kind of like oh the we got a black guy on here and he don't like being out in the woods and you're like uh, I don't think well, any I mean, of these people... Is that what it's just like to hang out with Burt Kreiser? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Like, there, there's a whole thing with Burt where, like... Because I listen to a lot of, like, his podcast, Two Bears, One Cave, right? Yeah, I like him, where, man. I like him a lot. Right, and so do I. So, like, when I saw this, I was like, this doesn't feel like the Burt that you hear on, like, any podcast or on his, like, stand-up special or anything like that. Right. So he's on. Yeah, it feels like he's trying to be like, oh, isn't this interesting? And it's like, you could have just done this and it would have been interesting. It sounds like he did just do it and it didn't turn out interesting. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So, like, there's a whole episode where, like, he's trying to get Kaylee Cuco and, like, Miss Pat and uh, I forget what his name is. But, like, he's trying to get all three of them to hang out and have a good time together. And, like... There's clearly like some tension between Miss Pat and Kaylee, and it just doesn't feel like an interesting natural interaction. It felt like somebody. It felt like a producer came by and gave them notes and was like, "We need you two to fight, so that way there's something going on." <clears throat> oh, for sure. That's a for sure. You know. Yeah, it is a bummer. It it just it just bums me out because I get I I wholeheartedly respect the notion of like. Oh man, I conned a major company into paying for my vacation, and I got to film it. Hell yeah! Like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, default to something I've told you several times in this podcast, Rafiq. You could just not, not watch, watch it. it. You could just not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, I, so it, it's one of the weird things about it is like, it's only five episodes long. <clears throat> 
so it's not even like a full season of a show you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like i turned it on and it started off as like i want to watch this then it became like the background noise you have so that way you don't hear the deafening silence of your own household kind of thing <laughs> you don't have to stare into the void <laughs> <laughs> right and so like I'm listening to it in the background, and again, there's so many moments where, like, I'm cooking and I'm hearing like Caitlyn Jenner on, and like there there's a moment where like his Bert gets sad because or like introspective because his dad is such a huge Caitlyn Jenner fan, right? And it's like this seems like a genuine moment like of interaction and then it felt like some producer went like oh we can't have the machine sad so we're gonna cut this short and then move on to this it just sounds like a shitty show like it doesn't sound like there's anything you need to really worry about no i don't know i i the whole reason why it bothers me though is because it feels like it's pandering and i feel like more and more comics are doing that thing where it's like we're known for creating this or we're known for creating art or for doing a thing. And instead of actually like embracing that and letting us do that thing, we're just going to do the package song and dance. So that way Disney fucking buys another season of the Chappelle show or whatever the fuck, you know? Oh, hell yeah. Disney.com. Don't forget about them. Check them out. <laughs> <on their affiliates. laughs> Available on Amazon.com. You know, you know. Actually, Drybar they had a uh, an issue with with Disney because one of the comics used some of Disney's intellectual property or whatever you want to call it. They used the song uh, that Disney created or owns. Maybe they didn't create it, but they own it. And so, the uh, any Drybar comedy special. Uh, can be used by Disney Plus, so they can actually they have access to their whole library of specials, and they can use any of that content uh, any way they want on Disney Plus. That was the settlement they came up with. Oh and, wow! Uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just so over maybe one I'll be on song. Disney Plus. What's that? Just over one song. I mean, yeah, there was a comic who used some copyrighted. You know, so, copy written stuff. Wait, when yeah. you say dry bar, is that a location? You don't know what dry bar comedy is, buddy? I don't know things. <laughs> okay, so dry about? bar comedy, um, they are, so it's a clean comedy. Uh, uh, they do clean comedy specials. They are about almost four times the size of Comedy Central. So they're um, the largest comedy network in the U.S., and they do these they basically are just a content machine they just pump out all these specials so they'll they'll put out clips from specials on youtube facebook social media whatever and then they have an app they have they're done through vidangel and again now on disney plus because they acquired the rights um but yeah yeah so they're they're a very large uh network and yeah now you know the way so things are working are with the internet. Big, it's uh, the biggest. They're that big. Like, I, it's hard for me to understand just how much money Disney wanted from them for using a clip of a. Song. Well, it doesn't matter. Disney can bury anybody at any time. Right? They can just drag it on court. I get it. Yeah. So it's so weird to. Th- it's so weird to think of Disney just as this like Goliath swimming swimming around. So everyone's just trying not to be noticed by Disney. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, holy yeah. shit, it's sauce. Like, I stayed far away from Disney. I was going to do this whole Mary Poppins <laughs> thing. I, I, I laid off it. <laughs> I was going to do a one man Lion King. And yeah, then yeah. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to do this whole interpretive dance for my entire special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, I was like, that was funny, right, guys? Comedy. Get it? <laughs> his, his dad died. Get it? <laughs> hey, now. Hello. You're a rock star. There, there, there's a great uh, epic rap battles of history video where, like, at the end of it, like, they bring in Walt Disney as one of the guys, right? And they're panning out, and they're showing every company that Disney owns. 
And like, there were certain moments where I had to pause and go back and look it up, and I was like, "Holy shit, they own like." Yeah, yeah it's it's gonna they be own Bed Disney Bath and Planet. Beyond. The world will be the Disney right. World. <laughs> other yeah. people from other planets will come to visit the Disney World, dude. <laughs> how great would that be, dude? Yeah, that I'm, sounds great. No, dude. That if I made amazing. like a sci- sci-fi film, I would definitely try to get Disney. To do like just like sponsor us partially, just to have a planet called Disney World, (laughs) formerly Earth, but like it's just got the giant mouse ears on the polar caps. I actually came up the idea, the joke that I just told. That was like a story idea I came up with when I was like sixteen. Like, what if Disney took over the whole fucking planet, and we were all just living in Disney World all the time? We're kind of doing it, buddy. Uh, Yep. We would definitely like if. If we got to the point where we're exploring the stars, there's definitely going to be like one or two planets where it's like, oh, this is just like booze and fuck world, you know, where it's like everything here is for entertainment. Uh, that planet over there is the family entertainment. This one's definitely like you get all your fucking weird nonsense going on. But like we don't produce anything other than like booze and fucking. That's all we do. Well, that sounds like the planet we live on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but we like, also... Uh tend to hate minorities so (laughs) so. oh no oh no that's terrible why why? oh you with your words i mean i'm I'm just being honest about what the world does right now so let's let's not be those people anymore let's be better guys so donnie what are you doing with your days during the covid while you're not doing the comedy well, man, I'm still uh, still building the YouTube presence. Um, so I, I am almost, almost to 2,000 subscribers, guys. Uh, hey. yeah, so I, um, yeah, I've been working hard on the uh, YouTube content. And I have a bunch that I'm editing right now. I got sketches. I have uh, pranks, guys, or social experiments, probably, more, more along those lines. And... Uh, yeah, I have a. I, I basically have a home studio now. I, I I moved into a house where I converted the whole upstairs to, you know, I got a green screen room. I got you know nice. all my music and and I, I'm I'm working on some music videos. Um, so yeah, I got a bunch of stuff in the works, man. I'm I'm excited to get that stuff out there. But it's all it's 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 really a bear to try to edit all that stuff. So it's uh you know it's kind of taking me a little bit of time but uh thankfully i yeah i have the the space and and like the i've gotten i've acquired enough equipment over the years to where i can you know get some decent audio and and good video and yeah so now again uh i'm 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 about 2000 subscribers i have 80 videos on my youtube channel and uh you know i have a bunch coming varying production quality <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far yeah, as sure. from video to video, we but some of them I really right invest. Here. Some I really invest quite a bit in the, uh, you know, the quality and 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 time that I spend editing. Others are just kind of like you know, hey, just putting something out there to make you chuckle. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing and um, just focusing. Now that I've done the Amazon thing and I did the dry bar thing, I'm the dry bar special won't be released for six to twelve months. They said. So that means that I have six to 12 months to come up with a new act. And, um, you know, so I'm working on, I'm just basically doing a lot of workshopping of, of jokes and I, you know, I'm still at coconuts. Uh, I know the, the improv opened back up. I got to talk to them, see if I can get in there. Uh, but you know, I got, I got some shows coming up at like side splitters and, um, some other clubs and then, you know, some private events and stuff. So, yeah, man, just working, basically working, starting over, trying to trying to start yeah. over from yeah. scratch, you know, on, on new yeah, material I mean, that, that isn't on, on video somewhere. Well, and it's also, I guess it's got to be material that would be, I'm going to use the word evergreen, even though. Evergreen, yeah. No, it's, it's, I'm working on evergreen stuff. Yeah. I did write a COVID song that is about my experience in quarantine and it's, uh, taking me longer than i would like to edit but it's, oh it's, i see what you did there it's coming soon uh, 
I don't. I mean, not. I'm not saying the COVID's taking longer. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was saying that the COVID song's taking longer than he wanted to. No, no, that was just real life, but also very parallel to the actual situation at hand. But no, um, yeah, I've been working on this one song and music video, and the editing has been uh just taking me a long time so and i do but thankfully i do have friends that are are talented in ways that i'm not who are also pitching in and helping me on certain you know audio things and and getting the you know getting the music to sound as good as it can and all that with the mix but i i mean i can record the raw audio and i can mix a little bit but um yeah it's just it's just a lot of variables so doing that yeah, I mean, that's always the thing that a lot of people don't recognize about any sort of channel. YouTube, Facebook, oh, yeah, fucking yeah. Instagram. Like, all that requires, like, tremendous amounts of work. Right, yeah, it takes a lot more time than you'd think. Right. And, like, just, so just, much yeah, of the six... editing, the audio. Well, I'm saying the audio alone, dude. The audio. <laughs> One of you talk. Without the audio... Sorry, guys. <laughs> but the audio alone <laughs> is is very, you know, it, it's 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 key, man. Because if your audio sounds bad, like I'm not gonna say this sounds this sounds probably good. I hope, um, but <laughs> no, I'm sure it will. Um, but <laughs> I, I have my doubts. <laughs> but if your audio oh, is we'll bad, see. but your videos decent and uh, nobody's gonna watch that. Nobody's gonna because they can't because they, it's gonna you know it's gonna cause a. Uh, a fatigue in their ears or whatever in their brain and they're gonna say nope got to move on to something better yeah i mean how, how many times have you been watching a youtube video and the guy comes on and he sounds like fucking me and you're like nope i'm out like 30 <laughs> seconds in like <laughs> hey guys uh thanks for checking <laughs> this out man and then you know yeah you got to edit all that crap out to where you're not <laughs> where you're more succinct i can't deal with any like internet commentator guy like i'll watch videos people critiquing things and the critique could be brilliantly written but if the guy has like a lateral lisp i i can't Ooh, get through the video yeah. i just want right. to punch myself in the face right. that's the reason why right. i don't have a fucking youtube channel <laughs> oh yeah. i'm pretty sure yeah pretty sure that's discrimination but also if <laughs> you know if the actual audio quality is bad like it's you know there's a buzz or it's like clipping and there's a bunch of like static and, and distortion um or you, it just sounds like there's a big old echo chamber going on nobody's gonna actually you're gonna you're not gonna keep people's attention they're gonna just move right. on to the next better piece of content you're yeah. making me feel real bad about this podcast right now no dude you guys sound <laughs> Oh, Alan, Alan, sweetie, you should feel bad. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. If people could that. hear what it sounded like before we hit record, then I would say it's still yeah, like, we got some problems. So the entire time we've been recording, it's been a nightmare for me. No, I hear, I'm no, but I'm saying, everything. but I'm listening to, you know, what, well, what, I'm hearing what I, what's actually coming out of after the... after I say it. And it just occurred to me that the reason why is we had to turn my channel off and I'm yes. listening to Rafiq's channel because we are both recording on Rafiq's channel. So everything someone says, I hear it a second later and I feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, maybe take the headphones off, buddy. But, <laughs> but then, then can't I can't hear, hear you. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Just you guys share. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> no, that's, I, yeah, I, that's I will I will admit actually one thing that I have noticed about me during this recording and I guess if we're getting into like the meta of it is like because of the delay I am actually being a lot more cognizant of not trying to interrupt people not speaking over people trying to make sure that my voice is projecting because I want the audio to sound good you know, usually like you just turn it on and you just go, but like now it's like, okay, got to be more ca cautious. So I'm not stepping over Donnie. So Alan can have a space to say something, et cetera, et cetera. And that was a fascinating look at the inside of what's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> Sorry. My laugh was stepping on that. What's that? Oh, yes. Can you, <laughs> we're going to edit You that guys out, are such a bag of dicks. You laugh. <laughs> 
So we're going to edit all that out. And then Rafiq and I will stay silent. And you just go, ha, 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 ha. And then I'll put that in. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. That's Getting hilarious. real Tim Allen with that laugh. Yeah. Go Santa Claus with it. Yeah, I got to stop doing that. People have been comparing me to him lately, and I got to stop. No, no. And well, that's a cocaine addiction. Um, oh, no. <laughs> See, that's what people assume about me. I've never done cocaine, but people assume that that's I'm why you're always, always on cocaine. <laughs> I, I literally could not imagine how more excited you would get on cocaine. Like, uh, I, I would like be you... having a panic attack. <laughs> I would be in the ER or in an ambulance, and they'd have to give me uh, you know, some, some kind of tranquilizers because I would be freaking out. No, it'd be that it'd be that kid with ADD, and you give him uppers, and so it just kind of levels him out somehow. <laughs> right. Like that would be Donnie on cocaine. He would just be super know, mellow, man. nothing to say. I, I kind of yeah. like the notion of like Donnie getting so fucking high off coke, he just vibrates out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> See, that sounds more accurate to what would happen. And I appreciate your lack of that thing wanting me to be like, here on this earth. <laughs> God, I don't even know how to explain it, but that th- that video effect you see in a movie where like someone's there's a, like a shadowy version on the left and right, but he's still kind of solid right? in the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I mean, obviously, we would never want to lose you, but I just love the idea of like you being brought in, and people are like, "What happened to him?" It's like he did some coke, and I don't know, and he just vibrates through the bed. <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm in another dimension, baby. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, like the Flash. <laughs> Donnie starts talking to people who aren't there. He's like, oh, you're Abe Lincoln. And you're like, who the fuck is he <laughs> Oh, yeah, Honest Abe, baby. It's my guy. Well, we're getting about that time. Does anybody have any closing remarks? Any closing <laughs> arguments? Closing <laughs> arguments? Was this a fucking trial? Like, yeah. Somebody, somebody terrorized my emu. What? Yeah, <laughs> that, that Donnie, that's it. That was your closing remark. Wait, where's, where's Ed the machine? Room. I want the machine regime. Oh, we didn't even think of trying a way to do that through we, here. We, we love Ed. We want Ed to be a part of this. But honestly, like just trying to get this all set up so we can record properly at a distance has been such a fucking nightmare. Dude, I, the only reason I agreed to do this show was because I, <laughs> that was, it was assumed. And I, I got to tell you, Donnie, <laughs> for all the reasons you would want to be on this show, right. the last thing the I one. expected you to say was that you wanted to hear more Ed Regime. <laughs> He's the machine. <laughs> well, is Dude, he? <laughs> so, okay, so Braid Flash, how great would it be to take Ed and fucking Bert? And just have the War of the Machines on stage. <laughs> put them in the Dude, no, they need to put them on that show with getting massages or whatever you guys were doing with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> the clash hey, of the machines. did you guys hear this one? Uh, I had this lady tell me. <laughs> and I was like, if, oh. If we, that if lady we needs were like... to be in the kitchen. Am I right? You know what's sad is that it's almost Ed Regine quality. That was pretty good, right? But you gotta be more like, like so there's this guy. More nasal with it. So there's this guy. Perfect. (laughs) That's it. Nailed it. All right, I'm gonna take lessons. Uh, Dude, if we ever got to be like fucking uh, Martin, not Lawrence. uh, Luther King. Yes, yes, Martin Lawrence. That's that's who I was I thinking of. That's where you were going too. I don't know what's going on. No, I, I'm I'm trying Martin. to think of. I, I had an idea for a famous radio host, but if we were like sway in the morning or somebody like that, like I would love to just have Ed on a stool, like to my right. Would you? Yeah, just with a stick. So every once in a while, <laughs> I could just you? poke him. <laughs> Yeah, just prod him and be like, tell a joke, Ed. Just go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I heard these jokes. I heard a hundred of them. (laughs) I need a hundred more. That's right. I do do tell you, the last time you're on here, though, Donnie, the idea to make a counter our uh, album to Ed where we just do a hundred of the funniest jokes we've ever heard. 
Yes. It's so fucking brilliant. Like, if we ever develop merch, I want that to be, like, the second I, piece I, after, like, wait, a t-shirt. I will sell that merch. <laughs> oh, okay, first of all, <laughs> we just got... That's a verbal agreement. We're sending <laughs> our bullshit merch on the road with him. <laughs> hey, the, uh, these guys I know heard some jokes. <laughs> Check it out. I think that we should tell each other's jokes. <laughs> That's I love doing that. I got to tell you, anytime I've told other, other comics jokes, some of the most fun I've ever had on stage. <laughs> I know a lot of comics that would take issue with that. <laughs> No, I mean they were. It was with. It was consensual. Guys, I get it. Okay? I get it. Yeah, but uh, I would only tell jokes. I would only tell Rafik's jokes that I'm not really allowed to tell, <laughs> like the racially charged ones. Oh yeah, there you go. Or like the ones Smart. about weight, or like anything about Rafik's insecurities, <laughs> or or stuff that I really have no business talking about. Those are the ones I want to talk about. Meanwhile, I'm gonna be talking. You guys about- ever been with a midget? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of our big jokes. <laughs> so this be- guy had a midget <laughs> as a pet. <laughs> you know Am I you, right? You, you, you know what's actually great is uh, I went to an open mic last night. No, uh, Tuesday night, and uh, one of the comics was on stage, and he was telling a joke that happened because like he saw me when I was working at TSA at the airport, and so it was great because like. The first time I heard him tell it, he used my name, and now he's taken my name out. And I'm like, I hope this joke works for you. <laughs> awesome. Have either nice. of you ever been in the situation where something happened and you told a joke on stage and you're like, I'll never have the opportunity to tell this joke again because this situation will never present itself again? Oh, yeah. Yep. I... uh the one I can remember, I'm sure it's happened to me a couple times, but there was a local guy. I don't even, if he's still here, there was a local guy named Krishna. Do yeah, you remember him? Is he still yeah, around? Yeah, Krishna's up in New York now. Okay. So I meet this uh, Indian guy, and he tells me his name is Krishna. And I started laughing because I thought he was kidding. Because I was like, it's so obvious that an Indian guy would call himself Krishna. <laughs> and then it became abundantly clear, oh no, this guy's name is really Krishna. So I was doing a show. I mean, I just met the guy. I'm doing a show with him. So I get on stage and I tell this story and I'm like, I wonder if guys in India do that. Like if you show up and go, hi, my name's Fred. And they laugh and they go, oh my God, his name's really Fred. Can you believe it? <laughs> and I will never be able to tell that joke on stage again. I'm kind of with Donnie on this one because I feel like you could, but it's definitely borderline you had to have been there. Right. No, I get I get it. But I'm saying you could you could make it work. Thanks for the encouragement, guys. Yeah, be funny, Alan. Yeah, you just oh. gotta make it like funny and, and get rid of the, the stuff that, that you made up. So what you're saying is I should be more funny. <laughs> and that's that's the first thing I'm hearing. Yeah, take my master so, class, buddy. Come so on. So have um talent. I guess that would be my first downfall. Okay, yeah. I get it now. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, to uh, be fair, how many comics do we know who have succeeded who have had neither talent nor humor well, in their act? Yeah. Well, it's about that time, Donnie. Tell us all your places to go and things promoting, and we'll get this thing out. Oh, yeah, man. Um, so if you get this out before Halloween, I heard... Uh, so He-Man <laughs> told me that he was going to be doing a show on the 31st of October at Spitfire Theater as himself, He-Man. What? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He-Man uh, is going to be there um, <laughs> What's representing the Grayskull to the fullest. And <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be doing that. Uh, he told me to rep, you know, make, make sure I made people aware. Uh, also, you can check me out at DonnieTheEntertainer.com. Our affiliates are working on lots of great things for you. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com. I am Donnie the Entertainer, or my name, Donnie Stopa, which is my real name, which is the only name I go by. Donnie the Entertainer is just a marketing thing. Uh, yeah, that's really, it. I feel like nobody would have understood that unless you had explained it. No, because some people, curtain, no, some people are like, Hey, like, uh, you want to do this show? Do you want to go by Donnie the Entertainer? I'm like, no, please, uh, just call me Ed the Machine. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I We should do that. If we ever, like, the next time we get on stage and we bomb, we just need to start ending our sets with, like, well, I've been Ed the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I heard some jokes. Check them out. They're on a disc. Saw this guy. Uh, I saw this guy. So, <laughs> so for our part. I saw, like, Jay Leno always- for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this guy, <laughs> you guys just, you guys just sound like fucking South Park characters now. <laughs> you, guys, uh, you know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for our part, you know, just telling people to go check out the Facebook page if you guys haven't already done that. And uh, I guess for me, if this does come out before the uh, like twenty third, you can catch me at Spitfire Theater on the twenty third in Saint Petersburg at eleven. You can catch me out in fucking Roland Cigar Lounge on the 24th, where I'm going to be doing a feature set with Sloan at 8. That's October. This will be, I promise both of you, and I never say the word promise. I will get this thing out tomorrow. We are talking about the month of October, and we're talking about October 23rd, 2020, is what we are discussing at this moment. All right. As well Wait, as so, okay, so then first. in that case, I yes. have a show on the 17th. I have a show on the 17th with Ella's, and I'm opening, I'm uh, featuring for Steve Miller. Hell yeah. Perfect. Ella's Folk Art Cafe, Nebraska Avenue, Seminole Heights. Also, we have Dan Baxt and Sean Heslip. So to repeat myself, <laughs> I will get this out on the 16th, and we are talking about the month of October. In the year of our Lord, 2020. <laughs> and on the 17th, the day after, I will get this out. Then Donnie will be performing. <laughs> I'll be performing October 17th, 2020. <clears throat> yes. And we are golden. Thank you, Donnie, for coming again. Or Yeah, coming, thanks for I having guess. me, guys. No, this is, a, this is a great podcast, man. I really have fun on this. Appreciate it. Thank we, you. We love you, buddy. And love uh, you, man. So, how about this? What's that? So how about this? this? Oh, uh, that was. Cheers. 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 Cheers.